listener, thanks for being here. I'm Ludo. And I'm Marge. And this is Speak It Out, a podcast by Shrink It Out. Here, we tell your stories and share our thoughts and encourage debate on psychological and social well-being. Hey, everyone. So this is the fourth episode of Speak It Out. And today we're going to talk about fear of missing out, otherwise known as FOMO. Okay, so starting on what FOMO is, it is defined as the pervasive apprehension that people are having more rewarding experiences that we are, than we are, or rewarding experiences from which we are absent from. So unlike post-decisional regret, which is when we think that we've made a wrong decision after making a decision, FOMO can be experienced despite believing that you made the best available choice in the moment. So you choose something that you think is the best thing, and then you have the fear of missing out nonetheless. FOMO can be thought to arise from an abundance of choices among activities or experiences, and it is particularly present in experiences of a social nature. Um, so when there is uncertainty on what is the best choice and you ha- kind of have a, an anticipatory regret uh, over options that you did not select. Yeah, exactly. So that's the tricky part about, about FOMO because you haven't even made a decision yet. You haven't even had the event or the experience yet. And you're already anticipating the guilt and the regret that you're going to have after for not having made another decision, which you couldn't have known. Of, like You couldn't have known that it would have been better or not. Um, so I wanted to ask you if you do experience FOMO or if you have in the past. I think in general, I don't. Um, maybe when I was younger, like in high school in the first, uh, social event experiences, maybe I did a bit, but, uh, right now I really don't. And sometimes I actually think that there is a downside to it, like to not experiencing it. it so there is an upside mm-hmm. to FOMO. Interesting. Because, um, I feel like sometimes it is motivating for people uh, to like step out of their comfort zone. For example, if uh, they're a bit shy or like uh, reluctant to make new friendships or to go to social gatherings, but actually they do have fun. So it's not like something they really don't want to do, but mm-hmm. it's a bit out of their comfort zone. And I feel like people who do have a bit of FOMO like it drives them and it pushes them out of their comfort zone while for me many times not having that and being uh particularly anxious before uh gatherings I'd like just didn't go and I, I guess yeah uh it would have been helpful in on the one hand to have a bit of FOMO what about you uh fair enough um I think I definitely agree uh, with you saying that like, you know, you can step out of your comfort zone and it can motivate you to to get out and to actually do something. But I kind of disagree. Um, like if I think about when I experienced FOMO, it was actually in a moment where I didn't really feel like going out. I was experiencing a little bit of anxiety and going to social events and parties. And people told me like, oh, you should have been there. You missed out on this. We did this. You know, you should come next time. So I started experiencing FOMO, but it only created like a vicious cycle and only reinforced um, like me not going to social events. So instead of, like you said, making me step out of my comfort zone and motivating me to go, it was actually blocking me even more. Um, So I don't know exactly if that counts as FOMO or not, but I was home thinking I'm not going like... I really do want to go. They're going to have so much fun without me. 
But for some reason, that just made me stay home even more. Yeah, that's interesting. Like, I get what you mean. I think it probably depends on how much anxiety you're experiencing in the moment. Like, if it's something like going out is something a little out of your comfort zone, but not Mm -hmm. too much, then probably FOMO is enough to motivate you. But if the anxiety on the other hand is really strong, I think probably paralyzed. I think it's also very subjective in how, um, in like what blocks you and what motivates you so usually when I struggle with something the thing that would that is thought of like motivating me is actually what blocks me even more so it's kind of like contradictory but um yeah Yeah, very true yeah so right now we're like focusing mainly on FOMO in social events social gatherings um can you think of like who maybe might be more prone to experiencing FOMO in social situations probably depends on the um, period of your life you're in a lot I think Um, I think it's very common for young people to experience FOMO um, especially maybe the first year of uni or like when you go away from your house in which like you don't have strict guidelines or like decisions are not made for you anymore and you're more more autonomous in the decisions you make then you start questioning them more and what is the best choice and uh, like you're kind of responsible for your own fear of missing out yeah, so definitely I think probably the first few year of uni especially I think was one of the years in which I heard most of my friends really being like mm-hmm. stressed for full months also because that's the first year that you're like well not necessarily for everyone but most people that would be the first year when they're um living not like when they're not living with their family anymore and they're away from their family and their parents and maybe um you know growing up usually your parents are making more decisions for you than you are for yourself obviously different parenting styles uh but if you grew up for example with somewhat strict parents or not necessarily strict but they made more decisions for you than you did for yourself then that can really like impact you in your first year of uni and having to decide everything for yourself you don't have super developed decisional skills um yet so that might also be a factor for sure yeah I definitely agree and I also think it depends like on how you make decisions you I don't know if you remember we studied the whole um people how they differ on a spectrum yeah what type of Mm -hmm. decision makers they are and like maximizers and satisfiers um so maximizers are people who go through all the possible decisions and choose the best one for them and satisfiers just like are okay with a decision which is good enough for them Mm -hmm. do you know what you are because I think if I think of like FOMO and social situations I probably tend to be a maximizers or at least more in the past now I try to go with something that is good enough not in the bad way like oh, that's good enough that I settle. But in the sense, you know, if if it's fun, if it's still going to be fun, no matter if it's not the maximum of fun, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think think definitely people who are more maximizers experience FOMO more. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I would definitely consider myself a satisficer, at least in social situations. Uh, But it's really hard because if I think in moments where... Um, you know, I wanted to make the best option. You, it's kind of like you, you really feel stuck and a bit like attacked and you really wish that you had more means to understand 
what would maximize your fun at most and you feel like you can't it's kind of like you feel like you don't really know yourself and you don't really know what you want and it's really annoying because you're like if I don't even know how what I want if I don't even know what's best for me then how am I supposed to decide but yeah but also I think it's like the problem there is just thinking that there is a better decision between especially okay if because we have to distinguish between like in social situations you can experience FOMO when you have multiple options so like three yeah. parties and you have to pick one or if you'd like want to stay at home and just go to go to a party I guess you're talking about when like yeah I'm talking about when I have to make decisions between multiple yeah, parties exactly. or events and in that situation I feel like what makes something fun or not is the intention with within with which you enter the party of course it can be yeah. really unlucky but that wouldn't be the end of the world you know if you choose the wrong party for once mm-hmm. um but also like if you already anticipate the fact that maybe another party will be better you will most definitely not be at the moment or no for sure have but i guess it is because imagine like you know you go to a party and there were like there was another party and then you don't really have fun. And you, the day after you wake up and you hear from all of your other friends that the other party was amazing. Right. It's, it kind of makes you feel like you're left, you, you were left out and you missed out and kind of makes you feel shitty. Like, but then maybe FOMO is a sort of like protective mechanism or something for you to feel that discomfort before. So that the next day, if you do find out that the other party was better then you kind of like in hindsight can say, oh, you know, I knew, uh, I knew that I didn't make the best decision or like whatever. So you've already experienced that regret maybe. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, definitely. It can be a protective mechanism. Like when you, typical thing of when you anticipate an anxiety to protect yourself, like having it later. Yeah. But uh, also I feel like what I do in those moments is like, first of all, I can't, understand why people come to you and say like you should have been there like if I wasn't there there was a reason so like don't tell me yeah 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 yeah. I really hate that uh, attitude um but also I feel like yeah that makes you feel like it's a duty you should have been there like sorry you (laughs) know I wasn't so but um also I didn't I like what I what happens to me when of course I kind of do experience FOMO, but then I trust my judgment on how fun something was more more than other people's because fun is super subjective. So if like people come to me and tell me it was super fun, it's kind of like, it's not like I don't trust them. Of course, I trust that it was super fun. I'm glad for them that they had fun, but it's not like necessarily true that I would have had fun in that situation, you know? Yeah. But, and also, also, it's not mutually exclusive with your fun. Just because yeah. someone else had fun, it doesn't mean that you didn't have fun yourself at another party or at another event. Like, maybe you didn't have as fun when you were home, but that's not the only opportunity in life you have to, like, you know, have fun with your friends. There, There's so many. So it's kind of like everything is concentrated in that one event, as if all the fun in the world it's just happening that one time and then it's not going to be there ever again. But I mean, that's not realistic at all. So definitely. So we had someone who sent in a voice message explaining a little bit about their FOMO, um, especially when they have to decide between situations, for example, going to partying with uh, going partying with friends. So let's hear what they have to say. 
I feel like I do have FOMO because it often takes me a while to choose between two things. For example, going to a party uh, and rather than another party because I'm, I fear that a party I won't go to will be better, will be more fun, and maybe specific things will happen that I won't see or hear and that people will create memories without me. Yeah, that's, I hear it so much, the thing of creating memories or like bonding mm -hmm. on something or like something specific happening that night and you not being part of it. I guess that is hard. Like it's, it's also more related to the quality of the time and like to yeah. maybe your closest friends and, you know, uh, I understand that. Yeah, I really this really makes me think of how FOMO may be like, I've never really seen it from this point of view, but it really makes me think of how FOMO may be another expression of like our really strong desire for a sense of belongingness. I mean, wanting to bond with people, creating memories with people, which obviously is super, super important. Of course. So like, I have uh, you I've heard so many times people saying like, a story and them like saying of course you were there I'm 100% sure you were there mm -hmm. you weren't so like that makes yeah. a lot of, like tells you a lot yeah. of how much people uh exactly. memories to particular people yeah. but I understand that if it happens repeatedly throughout a, a, a of course of time, course like, for example when you said for those three months or what was it that you um experienced anxiety and going out and then maybe it was kind of your realistic the thing that you were missing out on like mm -hmm. um, yeah again with the memory thing it's because I felt like they truly did recall the event without me you know as in like they had a memory of the event and they were like oh you know Ludo wasn't there um, but then I realized that I mean that's really first of all that's really like self-centered to say it's not like people know and when someone tells you a story they don't say oh yeah um they weren't there no they're just going to tell you the story they're not going to like mention who was not there and who was so I think I don't know it's important to realize that it's understandable that we want to be a part of a memory but people are not gonna give more value to one memory or another and within a lifetime and within a lifetime three months of not going out is nothing like yeah exactly what makes your life fun or not so mm -hmm. yeah that's something we always have to take in mind I think yeah so there can be other like domains of life I guess in which you can experience FOMO if I think of um if I think another one that I know that is pretty common at least in my at least among the people that I know um it has to do with like relationships so a lot of times you see people that are in a relationship and they can be happy in this relationship it has nothing to do with um the satisfaction of the relationship or not but maybe they feel like they're missing out on their friends especially or in events because they're dedicating more time to their partner yeah you always kind of miss what you don't have so i understand like, I think I, there were moments in which I experienced it, even if I was satisfied in the relationship in which I was. Uh, simply, of course, the amount of energy that you invest in their relationship takes away mm -hmm. some energy from other things. Yeah. Um, I think it majorly becomes a problem, at least for the people I know, when the relationship is uh, 
like saturated or coming to an end um, because maybe the yeah, drive sure. is not as strong uh, and like you realize uh, the amount of energy you've invested in that relationship and the things that you are missing out on. But there's also the opposite, like people who are single and they're going out so much and they're having uh, a lot of fun, but they are they fear they're missing out on the amount of yeah. tools and like uh, things that a relationship teaches you. Yeah. And so this is really interesting because it's always the same thing of, you know, wanting what you don't have. So, you know, you're single and you feel like you're missing out on relationships or you're in a relationship and you feel like you're missing out on the single life. It's kind of like, I mean, there's going to be a moment in your life for both of these things and when you have one or the other you should just enjoy it in the moment where you have you know I agree I, mean, I guess and also don't like not romanticize the other side because of course what you don't yeah, have always is better than what you have uh it's not like people in relationships are the happiest with the m- most amount of tools and learning so much every yeah. day like, there are ups and downs and I think we have to take things as they are. There's a moment in life for everything. So mm-hmm. then definitely another another um, situation in which I can think of in which people may experience FOMO is well, social media, first of all. I think that's a big one, which a lot of people can relate to. I can personally relate to it. And then also summer, which is coming mm-hmm. up. <laughs> yeah, true. We actually thought of the topic of FOMO uh, thinking about the summer season. Yeah. I think it's very much related to social media, like how much we are aware of what people are doing during their summer. I think that in other in other periods, yeah, time that wasn't a thing, and you constantly comparing what you are doing during the summer to other people who are showing the best things of the best places they visited. Of course, in their summer, that was really like a thing for me when I was a bit younger maybe like 15 16 that maybe I didn't go as much on holiday during the summer well I did but maybe I just went to like the seaside in Italy or something and then I saw these people going to like amazing places on the other side of the world and I was like wow I am missing out on the other side of the world (laughs) like and and I saw them you know I saw their pictures on on Instagram obviously and I was like, why can I, why can I go there? Like, if I don't go there now, I'm not going to be able to go there when I'm like 40, you know, yeah. which is such a ridiculous thought because <laughs> like between now and turning 40, I have like 20 years. So I have plenty of time to go to the other side of the world, but and also, seeing these pictures. Also, like I was talking to a friend who's working all summer and uh, she was like, I have to delete Instagram. Like, there's no way out yeah. of And I told her, please do, because it's torture. You're there working all day and doing something really good. And you shouldn't feel bad about it. You shouldn't be like, oh, my, already, I think you might have some fun yeah. without Instagram. But, like, that Seeing will- it is just a confirmation. I-, I told her, like, please delete Instagram. And yeah, for sure. Do that. I mean, actually, there are a lot of, uh, there's quite some research showing how like FOMO um, is correlated with social media usage. So people that experience more FOMO tend to be much more on social media because they need to like constantly check what others are doing or because they feel like they need to post a picture of themselves showing that they are doing something cool as well, Mm -hmm. like to compensate for that fear. And then there's another type of FOMO, which... I know a lot of people have which is really interesting to me which is kind of like a 
life FOMO, like a, a, like <laughs> a, a, an anticipatory regret of reaching the end of your life and regretting a series of things that you didn't do, like yeah, and yeah, yeah. the moment or but then that is kind of also I feel like it's also like prevent like I don't know when you're going to make a decision and you and you're like I really don't want to make a decision that I'm gonna regret then that distorts mm-hmm. your you, the rationality yeah, yeah, yeah. which you take that decision. But I think that for the life FOMO, I mean I personally don't don't think I have it, but I feel like it's super like rooted in in like scripts because it's not like there's one way to live your life or like things that you have to do in your life or that make your life better. I mean, no. So if you're anticipating that you're going to be old and regretting things that you didn't do, I mean, I understand that there are some things that everyone, you know, wants to do and everyone wants to experience. But at the end of the day, it's really just about what you want to do in the moment right now, today. So I think, yeah, that has a lot to do with, yeah, you're right, with scripts. Like I have people who, I know people who maybe had a really rough time or like a couple of years in which they were really sad and like felt like it wasn't a good time for them. And they were saying, this is a period of, of my life in which I should be super happy and should be doing so many things. I'm young and like, and then I remember my dad helps me a lot with these <laughs> thoughts because he always says like, that's the fakest thing I've ever heard. Like, there's not no such thing as a period of your life which is the best for everything it's super subjective and like yeah, exactly me uh being the period of my life in which I was young wasn't that nice and after my mm-hmm. 30s I was super happy and that was the best yeah. period of my life so like make the best period of your life be the actual best period of your life There's exactly no and also it's so it's so unrealistic how can we say like oh yeah I was like not great these years or these months and so I missed out and I shouldn't have because these were supposed to be like great moments but what does that even mean I mean everyone has periods in which they're not great uh, and periods in which you're better and that's just I mean that's just like the roller coaster of life you know it's not like okay in your 20 20s are reserved to be good then your 30s are reserved to this no like it it, uh, it goes in like months or even days or hours so um it is really scripted like thinking that these years have to be the best years of life also thinking that the best years of your life mean that they have to have no pain or no sadness whatsoever like again that's creating uh, unrealistic expectations I agree I agree so what do you think we can do like either to help a friend who experiences foam a lot or to help ourselves when we do so I think in relation to what I said earlier, like that period of my life where I couldn't go out and people kind of made me feel bad about it. I don't think they were doing it directly, like to actually make me feel bad, but definitely their comments were not helping. So like we said earlier, saying, oh, you should have been there. Why didn't you come? Come next time. I think these these comments can be avoided. And I know there are a lot of times they are like a small talk conversational thing and it is something that is part of you know everyday language so it's I understand that it can be hard to like not say these things but if you open up to a friend and tell them that maybe it's a hard moment for you or that you experience FOMO maybe they can be kind of like a an actor in the moment to to not say these things and to redirect the conversation onto the present moment or like you know make others aware yeah that's the thing I think like Unfortunately, as I said, when there are moments in which 
a group of friends always hangs out together and there's one person who is in a moment in which they don't want to go out that much and then they mm-hmm. are kind of missing out on temporary mo- memories and people are bringing them up on conversations and they're always kind of left out I think yeah of course it's not a responsibility of the friends or anything but uh when these things happen I always try to like when I notice there's a person who may be experiencing FOMO it's like kind of redirecting the conversation to something that everyone participated in or like balance it out a bit on things that mm, some people did and some people didn't so that it's not all like a reminiscing on past experiences that one yeah didn't live yeah yeah definitely then another thing like you just said for your friend who's working is maybe to delete instagram or like any social media that is overwhelming you with pictures of beaches and I don't know any summer um, destination (laughs) personally not having Instagram right now I think it's it's helping with the with the the summer FOMO for the moment and also I feel like FOMO sometimes can really distract people from being in the present moment like they're thinking of what they're missing out on and they're not realizing they're actually missing out on the present so mindfulness for sure can be a technique that helps in that moment like just focusing on the conversation you ha- you're having on that moment uh the surroundings yourself and your sensations in that moment and not what you're missing out on can be really helpful I think and realize that there's nowhere else that you can be in that moment anyways yeah. you might as well just make the best of it and yeah. other moments will come other fun will come if you're at an event and your mind is wandering somewhere else and thinking that you want to be at some other event, well, then you're not going to have fun in that moment. But that's literally why you went in the first place, because you wanted to have fun. So try to, you know, let that other place go, let those other people go, and really focus on what you have in front of you in that moment. I agree. I agree. Okay, so I guess our podcast has come to an end, and we can wrap it up a little. So we said what FOMO is. Um, we talked about different situations in which my, people might experience it. So different like life domains and what we can do to make it a little easier for people that are experiencing it. Thank you for listening and see you in the next episode. Bye.